The Imperfectly Perfect Campaign, sharing real-life stories from real people to unite them in global change for the face of mental health and reduce the stigma, creating communication, healing, and awareness to save lives and inspire. Join us weekly as we talk to some of the highly acclaimed faces, influencers, experts, and those who have been through extreme adversity. All right, guys. So 2020, welcome to the new year. And the Imperfectly Perfect campaign is going to kick off with an incredible episode today. Now, what I wanted to touch upon was, as most of you know who've been following the campaign, I have been over in the USA for the last month. Incredible time meeting some influential advocates towards mental health, suicide awareness, and boy, have I got some stories which I'm going to show, um, which I'm going to share with you. And I'm also going to get half of the guests to come on board. Now, one of the reasons for my next guest coming on is such a, um, a transition that I've gone in myself in terms of looking at myself internally and working on myself through self-development and the people that I have been meeting on this journey that I'm, I'm now going through. And there's a guy that I actually came across in the U.S., called Rob Mack. Now, he's a highly acclaimed author. He's a mindfulness coach, happiness coach, and he teaches meditation as well. He also runs um, Evertalk TV and Good Morning La La Land, so he's a presenter on there. His story is incredible. Now, the reason for my next guest coming on, he's been a highly successful CEO, um, and now he's a mindfulness coach. So what I wanted to do to start with, so you get to know a little bit about this person before I introduce him, is read an extract about him in a first-person point of view. So I'm just going to read this out before I introduce him. My journey from CEO to, excuse me, my journey from CEO of multimillion-dollar businesses to mindfulness coach was a rocky one. Certainly, on the face of it, I had a great life with 360-degree views of Sydney, high-performance cars in the garage, traveling the world, business class, 40 staff in Sydney and abroad. I certainly looked the part. Unfortunately, how I felt on the inside didn't match how it all came across on the outside. Meanwhile, I was stressed, I was depressed, and I didn't want to be here anymore. With hindsight, my poor mental state was unsurprising. That is to say, there were several challenges in my private life. For example, a split with the mother of my child, a two-year custody battle, struggles with addiction, court appearances, good behavior bonds, and the tragic death of my best friend. Similarly, in my work life, there were hostile divisions with business partners, attacks on my company, regulatory audits, negative press articles, and mass redundancies of my staff. All right, so going through that, it gives you a little bit of a breakdown of what this next person's life used to be like and transitioning now into a mindfulness coach, happiness coach, well-being coach. So guys, what I want you to do is just take a moment so just think about what I've told you. Think about that story and how somebody can overcome these challenges and really start looking at the adversities and changing their life around. So I want to introduce Chibs Okereke, who is now a mindfulness coach here in Sydney who does some incredible advocacy work and uses his platform and his podcast himself to bring awareness to this. So first of all, 2020, welcome, Chibs. Yeah, thank you very much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. I know, exactly. So looking over 10 years of this past decade, can you see in yourself how you have changed? <laughs> yeah, slightly. Well, I don't know. I guess the same thread was was definitely running through me. You know, I've always been 
this way inclined. I've always been a bit introspective, always kind of, you know, I went back to university at 27 to go and study psychology. So I've always been interested in, in the mind. But I guess with hindsight now, I realized that that could have been another one of my escapes, mm. you know. So sometimes when we have issues, we tend to project our issues onto other people. We know that we might know that we have issues. So I knew that I, I had issues, but you know, I always, you might hear this a lot, you know, um, you know, I'm really good at reading people. I'm really intuitive. I'm really, you know, I understand people. I understand people's minds. And then, but, the, but what can definitely happen with that is you can start becoming too interested in other mm-hmm. people's minds and you're kind of escaping what's actually going on in your own mind. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so even though I went on this kind of big psychology uh, deep dive, I was still a little, I still, I still had a little bit of distance to myself really. So it was only when mindfulness came along uh, in my life. I mean, we can talk a little bit about um, the, the big dip in my life, but when mindfulness came to my life, then that, I don't want to use it, forced is a bad word, but that encouragement, I had to actually look at what was really going on. That's what mindfulness is. Yeah. Mindfulness is just being aware of what's happening right now. So what yep. can I see? What can I hear? What can I feel? What can I smell? What can Almost I taste? Almost checking in with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just absolutely, it's just awareness. That's what it is. Awareness. What's going on with me in my world right now? So, and maybe with other forms of meditation that I used to do, there's not that same introspect. There's not that same kind of look at looking at what's what's going on. So you have to look at what's going on with mindfulness. So you know, so it's a bit uncomfortable, um, a bit uncomfortable to possibly very very uncomfortable. But yeah, so this last few years has definitely I've learned a lot more about myself, and now that I've learned a lot more about about myself, then. I start learning more about other people, yeah. you know, uh, whereas before I was always just projecting my, I guess, my crap or my theories or what, you know, something that I've regurgitated from some book that I've read and I was always very interested in other people, mm. but that was just a way of possibly not being super interested in the reality of where I was. So I guess the difference 10 years ago to now, 10 years ago, I didn't really know myself as well as I do now. Problem is, <laughs> I still I'm scratching the surface right yeah. now. And the more you learn, the more you realise you don't know anything. You know, so I'm absolutely scratching the surface now. But I'm pretty excited to to uncover the rest of you know the, the real chibs. You know, like find out. You know, really find out who I am. So that's kind of my the the game of life that I guess I'm I'm playing at the moment is really you know digging into that subconscious <laughs> yeah. and really kind of finding out the truth about who But it's I am. so insanely incredible to hear. And like I say, my my own journey going to the US and starting to picking up on journaling, um, yeah, journaling and gratitude and subconscious mind and mindfulness. And as I said, I went to the US with an open mind and whether the universe just put it there, everything was attracting me to the people that was doing the same thing. So again, it was looking on myself. But your story really interests me because a lot of people look at this campaign and the media sensationalize it to a point by going straight for the story of the celebrity who's on the latest show. And what I try to tell people is that once they look at the campaign, they'll see there's a plethora of industries 
with a lot of people who are successful, who have gone through adversity and have changed their life and they've all had mental health struggles to some extent. So when they look at a high-flying CEO like yourself, like you said you were, can you take me back to that time of your age, how you started in that, how it started going, maybe develop into a sense of ego or narcissism and where you went and when it started going wrong? All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is All that right. taking you? How, how, let, how old are you now? <laughs> let me take it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 45 years old. You know? uh, so, yeah, I've been, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm about halfway through now. So, yeah, according to Carl Jung, I've been taking a deep dive in Carl Jung recently. So, according to Carl Jung, the last half of your life is where you really get to know yourself and you kind of just shed away, you know, shed all the kind of crap and all the delusions and then you find out who you really are and apparently you know apparently life gets better from there but yeah maybe that's oh. just old people trying to <laughs> trying to make themselves but in a feel sense, better I can, I, I can agree in terms of self-development and finding yourself in that sense yeah but in terms of your career and all that sort of stuff yeah. it's like it, it's kind of an early mm. you get in you get doing it but then i'm a gary v fan and he's telling people now he was like how old are you say 40 50 he was like your life's just beginning yeah what's going to stop you and again yeah. it's it's all the mindfulness i suppose it's how we think yeah. and what we portray and yeah. anyway back to yeah. you so so yeah so i guess um i came to australia when i was 30 um did the holiday working visa thing so just about scraped in on that one yeah uh before i before i turned 31 so i came over here i was literally going to spend a year here having some fun before i went back to the uk uh, to become an organizational psychologist because i just finished a, a master's in organizational psychology back in the uk yep um so, yeah, I was going to come over here for a year, but a friend of mine encouraged me to start up a business with him. So I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Sounds like fun. So let's, let's do that. Um, start up a business. Turned, up, turned out I was, I was pretty good at it. So, yeah, ended up getting stuck here, sponsoring myself. I mean, it was, it was a lot easier wow. to get your visas <laughs> and whatnot. So there's yeah. all sorts of, I uh, don't know how much I should, should say on camera, but all sorts of kind of ways of, you know, maybe uh, changing, changing what your career, what, what yeah. your role was and whatnot. But yeah, anyway, they let me in. Poor Australia. So, uh, and yeah, I'm, <laughs> and I'm now a citizen. So I guess they can't throw me out anymore. So yep, I can say what I club. want. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, so I started up a business and yeah, that business kind of went from strength to strength. And then I ended up um, starting up uh, another business that just went gangbusters. It went really, really, really well. And, you know, we were turning over so much money um, very early on um, and things were going great. But I was having to spend a lot more time doing everything. The company was really growing and really expanding. So I was just hiring, 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 and then all of a sudden I got all these all these people that need managing, and then I had to get middle managers in between me and the staff, so that you know, so it was just it was just growing and growing and growing. But then it was growing to stages where I, I'd never seen before, you know. So all of a sudden things are just just difficult. I'm having to learn on the go while I'm working 12, 14 hour days. Um, but all you know, all, all this was good times in mm. my head, you know. Um, so of course I didn't have enough time to do any meditation anymore. So I put the meditation to one side and the, com and the company just went from strength to strength. And then the company took a dive. You know, we had a lot of problems with the regulators and whatnot. They didn't really like what we were doing. And I, again, like I hadn't really, I hadn't really seen this size of a company before. 
Um, so things were becoming very, very difficult. And then all of a sudden, things were bad. Mm. I'm still working 14-hour days. I'm still working 12, 14-hour days, but things are now bad. And all of a sudden, these resources that I used to have that meditation had built up for me, and I used to do uh, TM meditation, transcendental meditation, all these, all these great super meditation superpowers. You know, uh, I kind of lost them over the years. So I guess meditation is probably a little bit like going to the gym. You know, so you can you can build up resilience, you can build up strength. Mm. You know, and but slowly it will. You know, it's not going to stay in the tank forever. So slowly over that year that I stopped meditating because things were too good and too busy and stopped meditating. And then, yeah, all of a sudden I had nothing left in the tank when the real tough times came along. And, you know, and then I just had this, this, it was really, you know, I kind of, I guess I, I, I prided myself back then on my, on my intellect, you know, it was like, you know, I was academic. I was, I was clever. All of a sudden I couldn't. I couldn't solve problems anymore. You know, it was almost like I lost about 30 IQ points. You know, it was, I, had to, I was really struggling to, to kind of add things up. I couldn't see the big picture of things. I was just really in this kind of like real narrow focus, real just looking at, I could only see what was in front of me. I was getting paranoid. I, was, I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm basically on the, you know, on my couch in my beautiful apartment overlooking the Sydney Harbour Bridge, you know, with my Mercedes in the garage and, you know, and I'm kind of working at, and, and I'm trying to work out when to take my sleeping pill so that I can get as many hours sleep as possible because I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, it was just, it was just, it was just brutal. And know? I mean, during that time, sorry to interrupt, mm. did, did you tell anybody, did you reach out to someone or was it the, the mentality of, I can't, I'm, I'm the man, I, I need to I need to keep headstrong, I've got these people that are looking up to me, like, was there a point where you go, I need to speak to somebody? Yeah, well, I, I did have to speak to someone on the side, I wasn't really telling people about it, but yeah, I did go and see a psychologist, I did go and see a, um, a life coach, you know, but I, I think a lot of these life coaches out there tend to be therapists or psychologists for men or women that don't want to go and see a psychologist, you know, so <laughs> I'll go and see a life coach, you know, <laughs> who might be specializing in uh, psychology. So yeah, so, so I was, I was seeing people and they were um, helping me out. Um, but it was really, it was really just, just, just patching up what was going, what was going on, you know, so cut, cut a very long story short, you know, I was getting, I, I was super stressed. I was very, very anxious. I didn't know what was what was in store for me the next day or for the rest of the day, and you know it was just it was just really a kind of everything just felt terrifying. It was just dread the whole time, you know. And I got and I, that moved into depression, uh, and then that that moved into kind of thoughts of not wanting to be here anymore, you know. And and it was really you know, and I I do get sad when I kind of think about that version of Chibs that was back then, you mm. know, because it's really. It is super sad that someone's someone's there by themselves, kind of not really telling people the the real truth, you know. So I kind of tell them, yeah, I'm, you know, everyone knew that I was stressed, everyone knew that I was anxious, everyone knew, that, you know, but but they didn't know how bad it was, you know. And so I was just there. And yeah. and did you have family here? Did you have a partner at this stage that you could share things with? Or no, no, life? no, no. Um, so I, you know, and even my, you know, even my, you know, like my, my 
best friends, even if they weren't in Sydney, you know, I still wasn't comfortable mm. ringing them up and it just felt like whining. It felt, you know, it felt like, well, if I can have this conversation with someone now, then I can have this conversation with myself and I could just sort it out myself. You yeah. know? But that was probably just, just an avoidance, you know, because you don't want to be uncomfortable and look vulnerable and look weak. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so there's, there's definitely that. And I definitely do still have an element of that, you know, and I, and that's, that's a real work on with me. So for instance, you know, Ziggy, just, just, uh, Ziggy, my daughter, the other day, you know, she kind of asked me, oh, you know, have you ever been bullied at school? You know, and immediately I went, I went no, you know, um, yeah. you know, kind of as if I would, you know, look how big the I bravado. am. The bravado. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I was like, what was that? Like, what was that? You know, mm. and I'm sure I have been bullied. Let me have a think. Okay, well, yeah, of course I have. Everyone's kind of been bullied to some degree, um, but instantly you know that's my reaction that's how my that's the groove of my my brain that's been going for 45 years mm. luckily i've got enough awareness now when i do say something like that i can either catch it in the moment and go hmm what's that all about or i can catch it the following day for instance yeah. and you know so so often and so with that bullying thing that that um ziggy asked me about I had to come back to the following day because the following day is kind of when I kind of realized what, you know, oh, what was that all about, you know? Um, because for one, that's not allowing me to open up. And two, that's modeling a bit of a weird kind of, um, that's modeling something which isn't that cool for Ziggy, you know? Like Ziggy needs to know that she can, you know, if she is, you know, yeah. maybe she wanted to open, open up to me about something and then I would have just shut that down for her. Yeah. I would have also shut that down for myself so you know so this kind of dishonest you know not wanting to be vulnerable not wanting to be honest about our feelings i think you know it, it damages us and it also damages the people that we're close to mm. um that are around us as well you know so i think the more we can get get this conversation going and i guess this is what you're doing isn't it get the conversation going then we can all kind of just yeah. you know let go of some of this armor that we've got and we can start getting a bit bit real like, oh yeah okay me too yeah yeah you too yeah okay well I we're mean, all you, in this yeah. together yeah i mean you you kind of touch upon it there because the campaign is going towards our younger generation a lot like you just said there with ziggy your daughter like how you could have immediately shut it down because of your feelings mm. and i think there's a sense of especially with the older generation because they never felt they could speak out mm. I think if everybody was honest now, and I'd say I've probably done it, like everybody, I've done exactly your reaction where you you automatically say no, no, no to mm. your kid. And then, but the main thing is that you learn to respect that, that you could go away from that, reflect on it, and then turn it around and speak to your daughter about it. Mm. I think there is, if everyone's honest, a lot of people who have probably just even covered that up. Mm. And that kid has gone on day by day, mm. not being able to say anything. Well, exactly, yeah. So I guess, you know, what I try and model for Ziggy is, you know, and I think it's good to be strong and be courageous and be brave, okay? But I also want to show Ziggy that you can be scared and you can be anxious and you can be worried or whatever it is, but 
you can still do things that you know you can still courageously overcome that so i guess the better the better way for me to react to them, you know, rather than no i don't get bullied or mm. you know i'm i'm so good at this that or the other is you know i'm flawed you know i'm mm. i'm you know i have my my weaknesses i have my challenges but this is how i've overcome them you know i think that's that's a much better lesson for a child to learn you know um then yeah then kind of just giving them the the one side of one side of the brave you know brave braveness is that a word <laughs> yeah well i i i, I think I, and i always say it kids soak everything up mm. like and i think we're very sometimes we're so unaware of what we say and we don't catch ourselves even though our kids do like me and my wife we we were having words the other week and it was kind of my son picked up on it and he said something and we was like oh, you heard that? Mm. And he was like, yeah. It wasn't an argument. We were just having words about something. I think it was to do something like whilst we was in LA, what we was going to do and like a surprise over Christmas for him. Mm. And he came straight around that corner. What was that? <laughs> and I was like, whoa, those big ears came in use yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But no, like they soak everything up, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're watching us 24-7 and, you know, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, really, I suppose the best way to teach a child is just to model the perfect behavior when that's yeah. not not an option you know you just but take, like you said we are moments. flawed to an extent yeah, ourselves yeah. so i think what you do is absolutely incredible in that it's it's kind of being mindful i mean i always bring it back and say judgment is based on the back of hypocrisy because we've all done something in the past we're probably not so happy with mm. again with this campaign when you see public figures and people going what do they know well we haven't lived in their shoes we can't judge and i think towards our kids i i do always say this and i'm like Say there's yourself and your best friend and you're talking about somebody. You're making judgment. You're passing judgment. And Ziggy walks around the corner and she's listening. Mm. And she may possibly be going through something, but she hears your perception on somebody else. Yeah. She soaks that up and she's going, damn, I can't speak to my dad yeah. because he might say that to his friend about yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah. So I, I just think it's something, It's what you do is absolutely incredible in that it's teaching people mindfulness in terms of meditation and everything. But again it all attributes to mindfulness in learning about self-reflection and what we're saying to people mm -hmm. and, and just being aware of our environment yeah but then bringing it back to you mm -hmm. when was that moment you realized everything was spiraling out of control not only just in terms of the business but in terms of your mindset and what you'd learned had just totally disappeared and you didn't know how to take control of yourself or or did you did you know how to yeah. get yourself out of that so i I guess the 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 dark point, and that lasted for a while. Um, the dark point was, and yeah, the dark point was was I, I didn't have the awareness. You know, so there was a moment after after a bunch of time, maybe it was a, a month or two, of realizing that okay, these thoughts are actually really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you shouldn't. This 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 train of thinking is just not. You know you can't live like this it's not going to be good for you it's not going to be good for for anyone but i kind of tell you the mindset that i was in so i was in a really nihilistic frame of mind i was thinking i was it was with, with ziggy okay so i was having thoughts about not wanting to be here anymore right and then i was like well but i i can't possibly leave ziggy alone you know that's just it's it's just not an option for me and i was like how effed up is this world 
is this this whole life thing that you come into this world urges and biology and whatever encourages you to kind of pop out this little kind of being that is totally dependent on you and then if if your world gets so bad that you can't even cope anymore you don't even have the option of tapping out and yeah. and ending it all and i was like and plus i've now brought this innocent little thing into this same world of suffering you know yeah. so like how messed up is is this whole life thing this whole life thing is just it's just wrong it's just it's terrible it's a big you know horrible horrible joke um and you know it was that, that's that's like that's nihilism man you know that's 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 there is no point to life when you have that frame of mind so i had that frame of mind for a significant period of time and i said let's call it depression it probably wasn't even depression at that point it was resentment and anger and kind of you know and then i'd have to get myself together and put my armor back on and go out into the world and you know so i had this kind of weird relationship with because you still had the business at this time yeah so the business you know and I'm, I'm battling to keep it going i'm battling to kind of save the company uh, you know because it's tanking and tanking and tanking and you know everything's going wrong and i'm becoming less and less capable the more burnt out i'm getting you know so i'm having all these kind of i'm on my own for most of the time and then i have to again as i say put on my armor go into work go and try and make a few decisions you know and hope you know cross my fingers and hope hope they're good ones um and yeah and then i've got to you know be there for my daughter and you know try not to let her see the turmoil that's going on inside and yeah so it was just it was just a really horrible time and then i kind of realized you don't need to be doing this you know you don't need to be doing this it's not you've you've kind of created this this illusion this delusion illusion that all these things that you've been going for you know the the company the the lifestyle the cars the traveling around business class you know that was the goal it's like well okay well how do you feel right now surely the goal in life should be feeling good so am i going to feel you know am i going to feel good with if I if I could have no money and feel good, well, yeah, that would would doesn't that make sense? So, just the logic started kind of just confusing me and kind of going, this isn't making sense actually. Like, what have I been doing? I've been chasing this money. I've been chasing the success. I've been you know chasing all the the status and the things and the stuff. And now I've got all this stuff, but you don't want to be here anymore and you're depressed and you're anxious and you want to neck yourself. So, so what's this all about? So it was actually an exercise in logic that kind of helped me, you know? So it was, so it was part tragic emotions, but part logic, you know, this doesn't make sense. Well, you come across as a strong person, like strong mind and, and strong willed. What do you think because of that training you kind of did in meditation, you came to that self-realization or was it pointed out to you? Can you remember that day when you was like, damn, what, like, because you said you was in a dark place for quite some time. Yeah, well, I, okay, so let's let's look at, you know, I was spending, so I was spending a horrendous amount of money on rent at the time, okay, so in, in, a, in an apartment where I would basically sit in one place, <laughs> being depressed, <laughs> watching TV, you know, waiting to go to bed. And then, then, I'd, then, I'd, then I'd get up and go, you know, go to work, you know, walk, walk five minutes around the corner and go into the office. All right. So I had this, so I'm, I'm here in this position. What was the question again? I just lost it. Oh, can you remember the exact moment when it 
it just dawned on you like that, that you didn't need to be living like exactly. this? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So, and, you know, and then, you know, and I'm, I'm worrying about the rent and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm just piling all, all these kind of worries. So I've got the, you know, how, how much longer is the money going to be coming in? How much money am I going to have to spend? You know, what, what, you know, trying to save the company. And, you know, and my best friend at the time, she's like, why don't you leave the, you know, leave the apartment? That's, that's, that's one kind of stress over. And I was like, I can't, I'm in the middle of a lease moved on from that you know and then and then i can remember sitting there one day and going just break the lease like this was like weeks and weeks and weeks later and i was like just break the lease and i was like how did i not even have that as an option now i know i mean i'll i'll come back to the story in a second but now i know when you are triggered and when you are when your nervous system is just in in fight or flight the whole time you can't see the big picture. Mm. You can only you only have a very narrow focus. So someone can give you the best idea in the world, and just doesn't fit with that narrow little spotlight that you've got. You know, you can't. That doesn't make sense. Boom. Yeah. You know, move on. Whereas if you're in that rest and digest state, and if you're in that calm, collected state, you can see the big picture. Okay, and so you can see the nuance, you can see the grey, and not everything's black and white, right or wrong, you know. So all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm in the lease, so can't do that, you know, very black and white. Oh, oh lease, well, break the lease, okay, or well, cost you a bit of money, okay, or well, cost you less than the lease. Okay, so that kind of got the got the ball rolling. I was like, oh, rang up my best mate. I was like, yeah, I just realised I can, <laughs> I can, I can end the lease. Great, thank you, thank you for that advice you gave me two months ago. <laughs> She's like, yeah, okay, good. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, right, okay, well maybe you can just resign from everything you're doing. Maybe you can put that company into administration. You know, it's, it's, everything's just too hard. So what are you doing? What's this fight about? What's this battle about? You know, and part of it was the, again, this is more hindsight, but part of it was the status thing, you know, the failure thing. I've never failed, um, in business before in my mind with hindsight. Now, again, I can see a number of failures that I've kind of just, pushed down and pushed pushed outside of my awareness which just doesn't doesn't happen anymore unfortunately this whole mindfulness (laughs) thing doesn't allow you to have have too much outside outside of your awareness but yeah so um i you know so i ended up putting one company into administration i resigned from the other company resigned from every other company that had anything to do with and i was like you know i had a little bit of money in the bank thank god and i was like right i can really focus on healing Again, if I'd used those words four years ago, I would have probably thrown up in my mouth a little bit. Mm. (laughs) But, you know, but I needed to heal. Um, You know, I had really put my, you know, I aged my body. You know, my body had aged, you know, stress really can actually damage the body as well as the mind. Um, You know, I'd I'd aged a lot in that period of, of, of burnout, you know, body wasn't working like it used to, wasn't sleeping like I used to. So, so yeah, so I needed to really get my body from a constant fight or flight yeah. into a more calm and relaxed state and you know and it's a, it's a constant work on but you know compared to three years ago i'm super chill yeah <laughs> for real though you know but back in the day i could i could everyone thought i was super chill everyone thought i was you know very relaxed and measured and i had my shit together i was very measured yeah um and i was very kind of rational and i could put my what was that noise? 
There you go. It's the voices in my head coming back. (laughs) That's how powerful this guy's in his meditation classes. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, it's um, yeah, kind of lost my thread a little bit. Thread a little bit, but yeah, it's um, now that I've got this, I've I've got this awareness, um, and as I say, this last few years has been about getting out of fight and flight, getting my body relaxed, and getting myself into a calm state where I'm not just adrenaline pumping cortisol going through my system the whole time and yeah and just paying attention and becoming aware you know not awareness is the only word you know so if you want to forget the word mindfulness awareness that's what we're developing you know just awareness what's going on what's the, what really is going on you yeah know? what's really going on in my body what's really going on in my mind and what's really going on out there but you've got to start here really in this in this this body this this mind before you start going and trying to kind of work out or change the world Mm. again and externally did your friends or those people around you notice the difference in you i mean in in hindsight when i've spoken openly about when i went through body dysmorphia in hindsight now and the other day actually on the imperfectly perfect campaign i actually i i wrote it as an article and it was the first time i'd actually penned it i'm pretty mm-hmm. open but so many of my friends reached out and said they saw themselves in it mm-hmm. and when they read it they actually said we could see there was something in you mm-hmm. but we didn't want to push because you never wanted to did your friends see the change in you or your your circle of like influencing that business kind of culture yeah i mean as or were I, you good at hiding as i it? said i was very good at hiding it right. yeah i was very good at hiding it um and probably from myself as well and that's the thing you know uh, you know there's you can hide things from yourself as as well as other people but but some of us are better at hiding it than others so some yep. of us think we're hiding it and we're not at all yeah everyone can see it yeah some of us are very good at hiding it you know so like i think it all depends on upbringing it depends on you know whether you had to you know so for me i probably i probably yeah i mean it's just it's just the world that i'd created for myself you know i want everyone to think everything's easy you know so so and i don't know i don't know where it came from i've never managed to track that moment back to when i was six and you know i wanted everything to look easy but i wanted i i i I guess built my personality a little bit on on people thinking that everything just came so easy for me. Yeah. You know? So and I would and and that's and and I would never tell people how hard I was working. I would never tell people how how depressed I would be. I would never tell people how anxious I was or how how bad things were. You know, there's always a brave face, mm. always humor. Um, and you know, it just, yeah, just not that reality, but I was, I was very, very good at hiding it and, and to myself as well, you know, and as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm uncovering more and more each day and it's, and it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's pretty full on, but now for yeah. me, it's a game and it's like, oh, you know, let's, <laughs> Finally let's, something else out. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's yeah. have a look, see, you know, let's see what's behind door number did, did you see a psych? <laughs> sorry, did you see a psychologist who was trying to pinpoint things and the reason why i ask you i spoke about this once because when i finally admitted to myself and it was a breakdown in my marriage with the body dysmorphia and i finally got help my wife was like if you don't get help this is just gonna and i could see it so i got help 
and the psychologist, and I said it the other day, quite frankly, pissed me off. <laughs> right? mm. They was trying to pinpoint a time in my youth or wherever it came from. And quite frankly, I was like, that's what I say. I was so pissed off because I was like, nothing in my youth. I had a great upbringing. I, throughout my 20s, I was drinking, I was partying. I, would, I didn't care what I looked like. And I was like, and then I started in fitness and then I got the abs. So I had the aesthetics. So I thought, then I got to my 30s where you're supposed to calm down. And it came from nowhere. And they was like, no, it's got to come from somewhere. Let's let's take you back. And I was like, you are really pissing me off. <laughs> so I stopped seeing that person. Um, and, I, I, and I got referred to somebody else when I finally got back to Sydney. But for me, it was a moment in time, like you say, through this campaign as actually learning mindfulness and all this and self-reflection that I was actually on a podcast. And it might, by the way, guys, Chibs, I first met Chibs through his podcast. <laughs> So I don't know whether we touched on this, but um, I, it came to me whilst we was talking about the start of this campaign and I was working out the dates and I was working out when I started going onto social media and the dates of that and realized the start of my issues were Instagram coming out, mm. but it was two years and I was like, oh, well, it wasn't the start then. And I was like, I looked at all the dates when I started posting and it was two years after Instagram had initially come out and then working back six years ago and it all clicked. And I would have loved to phone that psychologist and gone, told you, like, what the, <laughs> like, Enough to do, my you mom, were right? trying to go through to my mum, my friendships, yeah, my yeah, everything. Yeah. So, but you never, you never got that. Whereas in retrospect, you think back and people were trying to pinpoint it or yourself were trying to pinpoint it to a place, but you just couldn't. Yeah, well, again, um, for me, I was very tricky with myself and other people. So it would have been a tough go for a psychologist to try and get the truth out of me anyway. Because, again, I was very good at diverting and I could divert the story away from myself. And I w now I understand about feeling into the body. So really, for, for me, and this is not for everyone, you know, some people can go to a psychologist and, and they'll, they'll pinpoint, you know, when you were seven, your mum said that to you and all of a sudden you've created that in your mind and that's been your kind of programming. And so let's, let's you know, now that we've shone the light on that, then, yeah, everything's perfect, okay? You yeah, know, great. Everyone's different. Everyone's experiences are so different. Everyone's minds are so different. Everyone's, you know, the way people's neurons fire are completely different. So, you know, and this is why my podcast is called Mindfulness is not the only way because it's it's not. There's there's a you know the dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of, of different modalities and and therapies and and things that you can do to sort out your mental health. But for me, what would have been perfect would have been for me to do mindfulness, understand my body, understand my emotions mm. a bit more um, and notice when I'm pushing the emotions down. See, now I can notice it. Now I can notice it and my body still has that reflex. You know, I can still, you know, I almost have to, so what I encourage my, my clients to do, um, this is how we teach meditation, um, I'll get, you to really notice when an emotion comes along and feel that emotion and have that emotion kind of sitting there and moving around and doing its thing and you just don't get in the way of it so you don't build up you don't give any resistance to it 
You, know, you don't resist that emotion. Just allow the emotion to flow through the body. And emotions come and emotions go. You know, it's never going to stay around for more than a few seconds or more than a few minutes at the very most. Okay, So if we just allow the emotion to do its thing, then it kind of it gives the body the wisdom that it needs and then it and then it moves on to do something else you mm -hmm. know but what i realized that i was doing was i was just pushing i don't know if we want to call it pushing down or flicking it to the side or doing something you know but really i would get a feeling and i and now i can see what my body does right um this is only because i've been paying very very close attention so there's like a split second of the emotion coming and I can just feel the body trying to push it out. Right? Mm. And I almost have to, you know, and I don't catch it every time. I now have to kind of catch it and just relax the body and allow that feeling to sit in the body and to stir in the body and do what it wants to do. Because, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's like a reflex. It's like there's a, a flash of an image might come in. And that, this would have been outside of my awareness mm. even a year ago. Um, but now what happens is, because I thought I wasn't a visual person, turns out I am. I can't visualize very well, but I get triggered by images. So what I used to think was I'd get, I'd, I'd get an uncomfortable feeling in the body. I'm, I'm, I'm all triggered and anxious or whatever. And then the talk will start going. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's my, that was my rudimentary understanding of, of my poor mental health. Okay. Now I know that what happens is there's a flash of an image. That image will remind me of something that will trigger the body. So then I've got the anxiety or the fear or the dread or whatever it might be. And then the words start. Okay. So, but um, often what would happen again, I can only imagine this is what, what was happening. Flash of an image, emotion would come in body would push it out, mm. push it down, you know, and there's no pushing it out, actually. It's all pushing it down. It's all mm. pushing it inside. It's all just <laughs> stuffing it down and it comes out at some point, you know, it needs to release itself. So if we don't allow it to release itself mm. and we have to be relaxed while we're doing it, that's why, you know, we can't be tense, you know, tension. This is what tension is, you know, it's, it's storing all the emotions inside the body. So we get emotions and we don't want them to happen. So we tense up, you know. So now if I'm on my computer, for instance, and I notice that my shoulders are coming up, I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's tension, okay. So bring that down. Just let whatever stress is mm. in the air <laughs> that is in the mind, allow it to relax and, and move through the body, you know? So it's it's very basic. That's why massage is good for some people. That's why moving the body is good, mm. good for people's mental health, you know? Because we've got to have the body relax because emotions aren't in the mind. People think that emotions are in the mind, you know? But emotions are in the body, you know? So if I'm sad, I can feel sadness somewhere in the body. It might be a might be heat in the in, in my eyes. It might be watery eyes. It might be, you know, it might be a, a feeling in the pit of my stomach. But we think that a lot of us think that um, emotions are in the mind. So if you say, you know, how do you, f you know, tell me how you feel. You say, well, I, you know, well, this happened and that happened and, you know, I'm not happy about this and this is wrong and this is right and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, those are just thoughts, mm. okay? Yeah, cool. Those are uncomfortable thoughts, but those aren't feelings. Those aren't emotions. Emotions are in the body. So how do you feel? You know, so if I, if, if I ask you how you feel, 
what you really should say is, you know, I've got, you know, I've got a tightness in the chest, I've got a lurching in the stomach, I've got sweaty palms, you know, okay, that's, that's how you feel, right? That's, that might be what anxiety feels like, but we tend to go into the mind when we think about, when we consider and we, when we talk about feelings. Mm. So, yeah, so now it's about allowing the feelings to come and go and do their thing in the body. But yeah, it's very, the, the mind is very tricky. The mind wants to keep you comfortable as possible in the moment, okay? Yeah. And that's what we've trained the mind to do. So I had trained my mind over 40 odd years to as soon as an uncomfortable emotion comes along, if I'm not balls deep in one of my addictions, <laughs> yeah. then, um, then I, you know, my method of, of distracting myself from that emotion is to push it down. Okay, so I'm either pushing the emotion down if I'm sober. If I'm not sober, then you know I'm allowing the emotions to do whatever they do when when you're yeah. <laughs> when you're half cut or when you're you know when you're stoned or when you're on YouTube or when you're on Instagram or when you're watching TV or when you're smashing yourself with sugar and food. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's all, the mind doesn't want to feel uncomfortable. Doesn't want the body to feel uncomfortable. You know, thank you, mind. You know, I appreciate what you're doing. But it's not good for chibs tomorrow. It's not good for chibs in 10 years' time. Yeah. It might be good for me in this moment right now, but we're just creating terrible habits that just damage the body and just, just lower the vibra vibration. Sorry, I got a, almost got a little bit mystical and woo-woo there. Mm -hmm. But it just, kind of, you know, it just kind of lowers the, yeah, lowers the energy of the body, lowers the, the ability of the body to heal itself and, yeah. to, and, to, you know, and to thrive. Yeah. But I love hearing stuff like this. Like I could listen to it all day. The journey that I've been on, the people that I've been connecting with, like I was telling you early, but this is a bit of a controversial topic because there's so many people that I've met along my journey along the way that have, like I said, highly successful CEOs like yourself, people in entertainment who have had everything, they've lost everything through addiction, whatever means it may be. Now they've all come to self-realization and 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 all this like the amount of people so i'll tell you a little story before what i go into the controversial topic so good friend of mine jeremy jackson he was on like the world's highly acclaimed bay what show hobie hobie buchanan oh, yeah, yeah, you remember yeah, the little yeah, kid yeah, yeah. so we struck up a friendship three years ago kept it going become literally one of my best mates in the u.s and he came straight on the campaign so he went through one of the world's biggest shows, he, he he spoke to me and he openly talked about it the first time I met him. And I was like, you don't even know me. And you've just told me your life story. Mm -hmm. like, And that's what drew me to him because I love hearing people's stories. But going back to him, it was a sense of he was on this show. He didn't know how to handle it. The same as like a CEO, whatever profession it is. And this was what I, I, we need to de-celebritize when people like are judging people. Um, and he, he didn't know how to handle it. He's got all these publicists. He's got all these people in charge of him, the management. At the end of the day, we've never grown up in the public eye as much as a Hollywood kid. Mm. He was like, when you come to learn of it, and other people that I've spoke to, and these aren't Jeremy's words, but you've got to realize in pub publicity and publicists, any bad press is good press for them because they're working off getting money. So if he got into an addiction, cha-ching to them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um he actually did get an addiction. He spiraled out of control to the point he was on the streets and wow. and things happened. Finally went to rehab, turned his life around. He's helped open a few recovery centers. He mentors all these people. He's got into um, 
meditation does retreats and one thing i wanted to touch upon with you is have you ever done the breathing meditation where you're like i can't remember what it's called but it's you're breathing so fast okay and you almost like have an out-of-body experience so he did it with me one night and a couple of other people one of the girls got so emotional like it just came out of her body in 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 tears myself i said bloody hell i was like was i open at the beginning because my hands were clenched and i was Mm. stuck to the floor and it was like i was suppressing my emotions and one of these guys who was coming off an addiction going through recovery he he like said he had voices come in his head mm. and, and Jeremy was like, I've done this with so many people and so many adverse mm. effects, what happens to people. Um, but he was doing a podcast through um, Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, who are now I'm aligned with, and they do similar to what you, mindfulness and all this. Mm-hmm. The synergy that came from them lot, he he was doing this podcast talking about all meditation, mindfulness. Eden Sassoon, Vidal Sassoon's daughter, Highly claimed Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. She was like, what are you talking about? I've got a tattoo in Perfectly Perfect. <laughs> and all the synergy came and yeah. Justin Garani and then all this kind of stuff. And I've totally lost my train of thought. Where are we going with this? You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you wanted to tell me about... Um... All the controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And a lot of them, and I think it goes for speaking on behalf of a lot of population, when we go through things, we want almost a quick fix. So we go and see a general practitioner and they prescribe us antidepressants Mm -hmm. or they do this. Now, what they've come to learn and what I have on my journey, I mean, I went on antidepressants when I went through my body dysmorphia, but what I really needed was to self-reflect and work on Mm -hmm. what was going on internally. Like you say, when you went through that stage, were you medicating with antidepressants or anything that you're being prescribed? Because so many of these highly acclaimed successful people were, then when they came off them and started doing all the mindfulness and working out where it came from, when it stemmed from, and why I say it's controversial, because there's, on one aspect, there's nothing wrong with professionals advising on this, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, we're merely numbing the pain. Mm. And Lady Gaga has just come out of the minute on an Oprah thing, just saying, we need to teach people that they need to get to the problems before self-medicating or being prescribed medication because some of these medications, especially in PTSD, have suicide ideology written on the bottles. Crazy, hey? Why are we being prescribed it in Mm. the first place? Mm. But again, I'm not professional, I'm not expert, I'm not trying to say that, but when you was going through yours, Mm. did you go to a doctor and get antidepressants or... Well, you know, it's that was a long story to get to that point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it was, um, yeah. Well, thanks for telling me that, though. I mean, it's it's, it's interesting about your friend, and yeah, I can, I can only imagine we're not very compassionate when it comes to successful people or people, you know, in Hollywood or anything like that. We're not very compassionate when it comes to people that we consider successful you know mm. we're like oh you know why should why should packer be depressed you know he's got billions and billions of dollars you know but geez you know it doesn't matter what you've got you know you could be in a concentration camp you know like victor frankel and you could have the most positive outlook on life and be a genuinely you know and be genuinely full of joy or you could be on your super yacht like packer and you could you know maybe you want to neck yourself yep. you know so so we have to really try and for one exercise this this compassion you know just because someone's a celebrity or got their shit together doesn't mean that they're not suffering yep. you know they might be putting on this brave face or this cocky exterior but generally those exteriors are just covering something up that is is vulnerable 
Um, well, you've got to think it like this. So James Packer, how much is he worth estimated? Oh, or his God businesses? Bi- like multi-millions, whatever. Billions. So would that not, in retrospect, if we actually thought about it, come with millions of problems as well? Of course. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. as a successful CEO, when you had that much money, you probably had the equivalent of that many problems as well. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're running this stuff, you're running this. Absolutely. He's got casinos, hotels, he's got this, like Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and this is why, you know, this is why some some enlightened souls just get rid of all their possessions and go and wander off into the woods and On meditate in caves, you know, for yeah. for the rest of their lives, you know, and, and they find joy from that. Not quite ready to be doing that <laughs> just out. yet. You know, I'm I'm yep. still I still love the material world. Okay. Yeah. And maybe in ten years or 20 years of more of mindfulness then then maybe I'll, I'll i'll transcend that that you know that 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 material my material wants and needs and i'll be like yeah cool i can live in the clouds and i can live in i can live in my 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 my, my own consciousness but you know i really um you know i am here for a reason and i want to treat this material world like a bit of a game mm. um, and I want to enjoy it as much as possible. So mindfulness helps me to enjoy life rather than I'm just living life without awareness and just going through the motions. But what's the question that you, uh, yeah, as, medication. as for medication. So funnily enough, um, I would never, you know, I never wanted to go on antidepressants. I was like, no, mm. you know, I'm, I'm not going to go on antidepressants. Antidepressants are bad, you know, mm. but I could have half a pound of sugar. I could take a bunch of drugs i could you know um binge watch and i could be you know like you know girls and you know the only probably the only vice that i didn't have was was gambling never understood gambling Mm. but pretty much everything else so so whether it's antidepressants or whether it's um you know street drugs or whether it's netflix or whatever you know i think they have their place for some people, mm. you know, and I and I would never tell someone that they have to sit through the pain straight away. Okay, I, I and I would always teach my 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 students, my clients to to build up their tolerance to discomfort. Mm. Okay, so what did Lady Gaga say? What did she say? She said that people. Oh, she was just she was talking to Oprah, and and the videos just kind of gone viral, and it was like we need to teach more about like self-awareness and yeah. get into the root of the problems yeah and it's not to say exactly what you just said there like go straight off prescription drugs yeah, yeah, or anything yeah. like that but yeah. at the end of the day what you're doing yeah what a lot of people teaching now it's not just to numb the pain for a quick fix because yeah. that quick fix is never going to be fixed yeah 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 so um you know but but i do think that there is a place for uh, maybe this is controversial but i do think there's a place for a bit of numbing Okay, you know, sometimes we haven't got the time to go and find a mindfulness coach or go, maybe we haven't got the money or, yep. you know, maybe life isn't just, just presenting us the opportunities to to go and find someone that can support us on that on that journey. Okay, um, and even me, I can, st- I still will, will imagine um, that there will be times where things will be so uncomfortable in my life and there will be such, such tragedy in my life that, you know, maybe I will go on a bender for a few days just because I just want to forget it for a few days. Mm. Okay. But every time that I do fall off the wagon now, I fall off the wagon less destructively 
um, and for a sh much shorter period of time. Okay, so I will still, you know, sit, you know, I can't be bothered today, and you know, maybe I'll just binge eat or I'll binge watch or do something. You know, so my my kind of vices are all all you know legal these days, but they're they're still the same. You know, yeah. so again, I you know, if someone's addicted to to YouTube or or cocaine, you know, yeah. for me. It's it's the same same you know it's still it's it's still numbing yourself it's it's still yeah. escaping so so I would encourage people to try lots of different things again mindfulness isn't the only way it was great for me that was the thing that kind of you know uh, bang okay that makes sense to me now life makes life makes sense to me now and it gave me a clearer path to the future but it could be breath work you know yeah. and some people breath work didn't really breath work got me into a bit of a psychedelic state so I enjoyed it from a, yeah I got high from it yeah um, but I didn't I didn't release any traumas or anything like that okay but some people can go and do breath work and it's just releasing all this trauma from the body mm -hmm. you know for me it just made me high and so that's why i like breath work but um yeah but we've got to we've got to try you know we've got to try yeah. things out and you know i guess we've got to hopefully we'll be in a supportive environment and if we're not in a supportive environment then maybe that's one big thing that we need to try and do you know find ourselves a tribe of people that are going to be supportive you know and that's that's one really good thing about my life right now um and probably why you're finding that oh everything's making sense now and i i, I just seem to be like you know i just seem to be hearing the same thing over and over again and i seem to be hearing about mindfulness and i seem to be hearing about breath work and well that's because that's where your consciousness is right now you know yeah. that's that's where you are in the world okay so and and you know i'd encourage you not to make the mistake of thinking that that's the same for everyone you know yeah. you found this 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 thing i and i'm talking to myself here because i keep forgetting that not everyone knows about mindfulness you know mm. and pe and i can still blow someone's you know some people i can i can blow their mind by by talking to them about basic basic mindfulness i can take them on a two minute meditation and it's like it's been the kind of i never thought i could do that that's yeah. that's that's crazy this is so interesting i'm like Shit, I keep forgetting that not everyone is in my world, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, because yeah. I've been in this, I've been deep in this world in the last three, four years. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's really incredible. Um, wow. 2020, we've kicked off with a great episode. I do have one last question, though, before mm. we go. And that is the transition from CEO to going through what you've been through to then finding your passion, setting yourself on your journey to take it out to the masses and doing yeah. your classes of meditation, where or what made you think, I'm going to start teaching this? Yeah, well, I guess I was probably a, a few months into my healing time, you know, so I went and did a bit of a eat, pray, love. <laughs> 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 All right, so, uh, yeah, uh, went to, spent some time in Bali, spent some time in, in LA, spent some time in Hawaii, actually. So going on lots of different retreats and learning different modalities and really just, just chilling out mm. and with hindsight, probably on a hunt for people, mm. you know, um, a, a hunt for a, maybe a, a, a spiritual crowd because I've never really resonated with the spiritual crowd. You know, I'd always, you know, I was always, I'm, I'm a very logical, rational, material being. Um, so for me, there was always a bit of, a bit of 
tension between me and kind of spiritual community. I didn't really understand them. I didn't know why they needed to speak that way. And but now, as I'm starting to understand them a bit more, I realise that they're they're talking the same thing. You know, yeah. we're, we're all talking this. We're all trying to get to the same place, but we're just using different language. So I kind of see myself as a as a bridge between right. the material world and the spiritual world. And and I see and I see value. I I, I believe I have value to both people you know i can ground the the spiritual you know head in the clouds really working with you know really intense spiritual kind of things like mm. channelers you know like I've, I've got friends now that are channelers and you know um and we astrologists and, yeah, yeah 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 i mean you know so i've got my i've got my very spiritual friends and i can bring mindfulness into their lives and help ground them and get mm. them into their body so that they're not constantly um in the in the clouds, if you yeah. like, um, and I can get the people that are really stuck in the material world, um, and I can kind of bring them up the consciousness ladder, if you like, mm. um, and get them into their subconscious and into their, you know, into their, you know, really d diving deep into their minds and stuff like that. So, um, I keep I keep forgetting the train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, what made you start doing well, your classes and working with clients? And yeah, so I was um, I was on a, a, a retreat actually. Uh, so in in Hawaii, it all sounds very uh, yeah. This is this is my old life now. Now my um, <laughs> now my trips are more camping and maybe going up to the Gold Coast <laughs> or something like that. But um, yeah, so this was a this was a retreat. I went to a Ramdas retreat in hawaii so ramdas who just passed away actually so yeah good luck with your journey ramdas um but yeah went went there and i met um met so many cool people and they were like you know the the kind of ramdas spiritual crowd they're like super cool you know, they were all in the you know in the 60s and 70s and they all went went deep into psychedelics and stuff so they're all like you know real real cool kind of celebrity type type crowd so i really did enjoy that but one of the guys there told me about mbsr um said you know it'd be um really good for me to go on on that course um so i went on the course and then i was like yeah this is this is what i need to do um and and, and the idea was and, and and probably still is and it probably will be for the foreseeable future but the idea was well i'm a unique kind of meditation teacher you know i'm i'm not talking in riddles i'm not um i'm not up in the clouds you know i don't have my dreadlocks and you know my 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 chanting and yeah. you know i'm not omming all over the place i don't have any crystals and stuff like that so some and plus i'm six foot seven and black and from london so <laughs> <laughs> so, so so definitely unique in the meditation space yeah so i thought um you know i would be very i would be valuable to the material especially the male community um, people that wouldn't otherwise come to meditation you know they could hear someone like me speaking they could see what I'm doing mm -hmm. they could hear my story and then I could encourage people that would would never even go anywhere near spirituality I can encourage them to come in so that's kind of where I saw myself but as I say it's kind of changing it's it's evolving now and I and I think I've got something to to offer lots yeah. of different people but yeah but I'm still kind of more in the I guess the the corporate, the A type, stressed out kind of individual, mm. you know. But I'd, you know, but uh, yeah. But you relate really well, like the the corporate thing, and I can see it. Like mm. you said there, and that's quickly a, a quick question that popped in my head was that when you was there, did you 
let yourself fully embrace it at the beginning or was there part of chibs the corporate trying to control do you know what i'm saying like how like from going almost 360 from this corporate mm. trying to suppress things or push things down mm. to then go into this kind of this retreat where everyone's just so embracing and so <laughs> like you say some people in the clouds did yeah, you yeah, did yeah. you find that yourself and that's why i think the link of you is so important between that corporate mm. world and that because people who like to control it i'd love you to introduce you to my wife because we did goal setting and one of her things was like she needs to let go of the control mm. like she she's very mm. not controlling to mit well you never know. <laughs> no she's not <laughs> but controlling in terms of her mind she needs to she's very structured and all yeah. that kind of so she's kind of an a type with the corporate mm. world did you let yourself fully embrace it and decide that the old chibs has kind of gone in that respect yeah well i i mean like honestly um every time i think i'm a certain way or a, in in a certain spot three months later i realized you weren't at all you know so so i hadn't embraced it i, th I thought i was but now now i think i am of course in, in a year's time i'll realize yeah. that I've, now now i didn't even have yep. a clue either yep. Um, but yeah, but but letting go is is a really big part of mindfulness, actually. So letting go, acceptance of things being the way they are. Okay, it doesn't mean you have to roll over and and just allow people to walk walk over you, but letting go of the outcome, especially you know, kind of do what we can, but just do enough, mm. you know, because um, ultimately, you know, when we, you know, like me, I, I'm I'm still guilty of this, you know, I can still try and control the situation i'm still attempting to control the situation with my mind mm. but 99.999 percent of the world you, you you cannot control okay yeah. even though the mind tries to you know because that's the job that we gave it to do you know so that's what going over things over and over again going over to-do list going over the same problem over and over again you're trying to you're trying to find the the perfect answer newsflash nothing is perfect you mm. know as you as you well know so sometimes it's good just to make a decision and then let go of the outcome you know maybe when you've thought about it 13 times maybe that's enough maybe 14 <laughs> 15 16 17 yep. isn't going to add much value okay so mindfulness allows me to know okay i've i've heard this same loop over and over again mm. now it's time to just let it go into the background so mm. yeah so it's um yeah again lost the train of thought but um yeah it's this this whole awareness thing this you know just just know it letting go being able to accept things the way they are is just a lot more relaxing you know yeah. and even even a, a couple of months ago I, I kind of i had another had another kind of kind of just uh, you know increase in my mindfulness you know and and i kind of realized that in the moment and again this is stuff i'm teaching but maybe i'm not hearing myself mm. you know i'm teaching people to let go and surrender to the experience and then all of a sudden i'm like ah oh, i can surrender right actually i understand what surrendering means now it's like so if i'm feeling some sort of tension and i've imagined an outcome and i want an outcome to be a certain way you know what just let go of that let go of that and all of a sudden oh okay well i can get to the end of the day and i've got i've still got all these things on my to-do list that i didn't that, that i said to myself at the start of the day i was going to do and they're still there oh that's all right mm. start again tomorrow 
you know? I can either get tense and stressed out about that, or I can kind of go, oh, the universe will look after it. My to-do list is always going to be full. Mm. Good luck getting rid of your to-do list, you know? And, and yeah, you can just, in the moment, you can let go of it. And say, so in the moment, everything's fine. Okay, you've still got a to-do list to do tomorrow. Maybe you've got some bills piling up and whatever. Mm. But right now, am I in danger? No. Is mm. anything bad happening to me? No. I'm safe. So, cool. All right. I can, I've now trained myself a little bit better than, than before. Still got a way to go. I've trained myself that now. Even, you know, I can sit there. I can sit back. I can go, oh, just let go of that. Cool. Deal with it tomorrow, you know. And I've got the energy now because I'm spending time looking after my body. I've got mm. the energy to attack it again tomorrow, you know. But I haven't beaten myself up and made myself feel even worse and depleted myself even more so that tomorrow is going to be even more difficult with this same to-do list. So, yeah, letting go is a big one. And a lot of people, myself included, are, are control freaks, yeah. you know. And we try and, we try and control the world with our minds and we can't. So that's why it's just constant chaos in these poor little monkey minds of ours. You know, we're trying to change the world, but you know, we're, we, we can't all the, only thing we can do is change ourselves or, or be okay with what we find yeah. in ourselves. And then we don't need to change it. But that we said, they're letting it go and just putting it out to the universe. Like that in itself is huge. Mm. Like the more I've learned and again, you will have, controversial people like listening to this who will be like oh whatever hairy fairy like all that kind of stuff mm. but the moment and i do i know that i'm it, six foot seven though you know what i mean like, well I you like did say it earlier yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> calm down everyone out there exactly but what i'm saying is even my wife at the beginning when i started doing all this stuff she she was like i see it working but still i'm kind of yeah nah? and um the more like i say i've been on my journey i'll finish off with saying that when you let things go, when you concentrate on things too much and you're wanting it and you put it out, you push things further and further away because you're trying to control the outcome. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've learned. I've learned from Kim and Eden. I've learned from all these people that like I'm associating with now. And I started noticing it. And mm -hmm. even this week I had to, with the awareness, let it go because I'd come from such a high in LA, mm -hmm. like in four weeks, come from doing everything, just ongoing to doing my passion getting back to Sydney and then going, reality hits. Mm -hmm. And I just felt, oh, I'm at this stage where it's an uphill battle with this campaign again, that now I'm here again. Now I, And I was going from, but nothing's changed. It's still growing. Mm -hmm. But the more I was trying to control the outcome of going, I need to do this, I need to do this, mm -hmm. it quietened down in mm -hmm. one week. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end of this week, when I was like, I, I like to run hot baths and then do my meditation in the bath, very British there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. With, with a cup of a tea. A cup of tea on the side. Nice. There's a lot of people <laughs> are like, oh, lying in your own dirty bathroom. <laughs> have you ever heard that? People say that. They're like, why don't you have a shower? I'm like, do you not like relaxing bath? They're like, yeah. you're literally laying in your dirt. Anyway, sign up. I'm like, yeah, you are. That's awareness. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> but yeah, the more I let it go and I listen to what everyone had said to me around me and put it out to the universe. And then I got a call today about something. And then mm. I got, and then it started going. And I was like, Glenn, check yourself. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but you know, but, but you know, and, and just to, just to batter the point, you know, some more, you know, even if you didn't get that call today, 
what's the option? You exactly. Know? Like you can either let it go and be like, okay, I'm going to be cool today and I'm going to be relaxed and I'm going to be chill today. And then I don't get a phone call. That's cool. Yeah. I had a good day. Or you could be like, ah, consume with it. Stress, 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 stress. You have a good call. Okay, cool. All right, great. You have your five minutes of, of a win. Yeah. And then you're back to being stressed about the next thing. Exactly. So, you know, so there's, of course, there needs to be a balance between letting it go and, you know, it doesn't mean you should, you know, not, not, not bathe in your own dirt but, <laughs> or shower. Well, or that's eat kind of analogy. Whatever. Bathing <laughs> your own dirt, bathing your own thoughts. You do have to feel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, but, but letting it go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, letting it go. Letting it go. Yeah, let's, let's well, end there. On that note, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been incredible to have you here, Chibs. Um, someone brought us together for your podcast. Mm. Good friendship there, mate. Um, where can people find you? You've got your own podcast, and where do you do? I know you've got clients, but where can people find you for your classes as well? Yeah, well, if you go to chibs.co, so chibs, C H I B S dot C O, um, then you can find all my classes, and I do my one on ones, my privates there as well. Um, if people are in Sydney, uh, then they should definitely one thing that we're we're very proud of me and my me and my colleagues we do a, a, a fitness boot camp and followed by meditation on Maroubra Beach so we do that every Saturday um, and actually uh, I don't know when this is going to be going out but we're going to be doing a fundraiser for the fires uh, this Saturday but uh, probably won't be out in time for that but yeah so it's just a you know it's a free boot camp we do it for the community um and some people just come to the come for the fitness some people come for the meditation uh just the meditation many people do both so yeah marubra's uh marubra place to be on a saturday morning yeah on a saturday morning <laughs> but yeah but everything can be found on my website chibs.co and then yeah instagram i guess you can you can put my my instagram handles in all your in, in all your social media i will do that well, as yeah. I say, I think you're a very inspirational guy oh, thank from you. what you've done. like, And that's the whole premise behind the campaign. Everyone has a story. Yeah. And when people let it go and talk to each other yeah. and you can find out that, yeah. there's a whole world of difference, especially when we come united and we talk about these issues and hopefully it can help people talk more openly about mental health yeah. and we can start normalizing the conversation around it yeah and i love what you're doing i mean it's a it's a great campaign and yeah i'm really excited to see see how well it takes off you know but it's you. it's um yeah you're doing a you know you're doing a really great thing there and you know having to juggle juggle job family and to do this amazing thing at the same time you know you Trying. might <laughs> you might need some mindfulness you know i know a guy exactly. yeah yeah i know that's what we need to talk about yeah, this yeah. one <laughs> all right guys well thank you for tuning in subscribe to the channel through the iheart podcast station um i will check up all the links guys but until next time stay safe look after your mental health and drop any comments or questions through to the below links